It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! (laughs) Bye bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother that's right that's right guess who's back it's been a year folks it seems like it's been forever and i am so excited for big brother 17 nervous because I'm seeing some of the stuff starting to come out as you are. And if you're like me, you're starting to get a little bit queasy about some of the rumors that are coming out for the twist this year. But first of all, but first, it's great to be back. It's great to be on the show. It's great to be asked to come back to host the show. This was an experimental thing that started last season that people have been talking about kind of putting together, and I was asked to host it, and uh, it's been a real pleasure for me to do it, and it's uh, been enjoyable. I like to think that I have some Big Brother knowledge, and basically how this works is you're just going to listen to this like it's a live radio show. Uh, Last year we did two nights a week. We went Sunday night and we did Thursday night. The decision's been made. If, if, of course, if viewership picks up, we will do what the viewers ask, but uh, right now it looks like we're going to do Thursday nights uh, just with a lot of hectic schedule with other people doing things. Um, and so we're going to do Thursday nights because that's the live eviction night. That's when most of the live action goes down. That's usually when we have an HOH competition, and if you tune in here on this Big Brother After Show, we will give you the winners of competitions that go off the air as you're watching it. You'll hear it live as you're chatting with all your friends and gossiping about all those guys with the six-packs and the girls with the blonde hair and how pretty they are and how attractive they are and how hot they are. You will be able to listen to this on the computer, and you will know exactly what happens as you're chatting with your friends about Big Brother 17. Now, a lot has happened since then, right? Supposedly we got a new house. We didn't. We got a redesigned house, but the house looks really good. I think they really kind of went out of their way. You know, when people were talking about a new house, and that's why some of this stuff hadn't happened, and the media day wasn't going to happen this year, which was weird. There was a lot of speculation that the house was being remade. And uh, Listen, folks, they just put in an HD cameras. They just rewired that whole thing. They just did a lot of work on that house. They're not going to tear it down and do a whole new one. But I think what we got was a nice twist of a newer version remodeled of the house, but not really a new house like all of us want. Um, has a lot of reminiscence of maybe the Canadian house. It looks like it's a little bit more wide open. There's a kind of like, I hate to say sky bridge because that's the wrong word for it, but a, a bridge uh, walkway that's on the top level where people used to play chess and whatnot. Now, with clear tile on the floor, I know that sounds weird, where people can look up from the bottom floor and see people up there talking. I don't know a lot of strategy goes on in that bridge and never has that I know of. I know a few things where 
other episodes and seasons where people have sat there and watched to see who goes in and out of the HOH room, which apparently never happens anymore because of the big alliances that nobody's aware of. But it used to be a place where some people would talk strategy over chess or whatnot. But now others are going to be able to see people talking there. I don't know that's going to make a huge difference. I just think it's aesthetically a ple- a, 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 a appeasing type of thing where it looks nice. So we didn't really get a new house. We saw the pictures. We saw kind of a new design to the house. looks nice. I, I dig it. I don't think we're going to get a new house for a long time. And uh, so that's definitely not one of the twists of the season. So you can mark that off of your list of spoilers or whatnot. Now, there are many, many, many spoilers that usually come out every season. And I'm on top of them, folks. I've got to deliver them. I've got to put them on these Facebook pages like Reality TV Chat, Big Brother Official Fans, uh, our own site, and please go by and like it, Big Brother After Show. We were pumping up spoilers last year, getting them out there. i got to tell you, folks, I shouldn't have this much time. It's almost a shame that I do. And do not tell my boss. But spoilers were really hard to come by this year. And we heard a couple that were actually really good, a couple that got people a little excited. You know, there was rumors of a uh, battle of the sexes, which is still, you know what, it's still possible. I don't rule that spoiler out at all. I don't rule that twist out at all. I know they said, you know, we're going to get a twist every week, but that doesn't mean that that the house can't be divided into teams. Very unlikely. I'm not going to put that out there. I think it's very unlikely, but I think it's still possible. And there's rumors that a male and a female past contestant would come back and would mentor the male team and the female team, and they would verse each other. And I, you know what, folks? I'm going to go ahead and say, before we get into more spoilers, I think Big Brother's biggest problem right now, and a lot of you are going to disagree with me, and that's fine, is send me a message and ask a question if you like, or make an insult. That's fine. We're all family. But I think that the th- that themes are a good idea for Big Brother. I know Survivor does it. I know Survivor's on more often. But I know that, that you know, Survivor does it. And I know that it's, to me, it's a great success. You know, you don't have to do an All-Stars, which seems like that's what everybody wants. But you don't have to do an All-Stars. You know, you can do a theme. You can do, you know, good versus evil. Heroes and villains is probably very possible with Big Brother. Second chances, runner-up, all girls, bad girls, uh, legends, you know. You can do a variety of things. And it still comes off with a really great season. I know people love new people being in the house, but this game does have a little bit of a vet draw to it that it does need to pay homage to the vets. I know people don't like that, but, but it has to. And I know people think that vets are on all the time, but let me just say this to you, okay? Season 8 new, season 9 new, season 10 new, season 11 new, season 12, one repeat player. That was Jesse. Or no, in 11, I'm sorry. Season 11 had one repeat player. Season 12 new, season 13 vets, season 14 vets, season 15 new, season 16 new. Do you see the pattern here? We have two seasons out of eight, folks, two out of eight that have more than one vet returning onto the show. It's not an epidemic. It's not a problem. Now, what I will tell you is that I think Big Brother's in big trouble with the all-star problem because all-star rumors come up every season, and that's why I'm going to dwell on this for just a second. I think somebody screwed the pooch at CBS, and I'm going to tell you why. Season 14 should have been the all-star season, right? We had one in seven, one of my favorite seasons. We should have had one in 14. just made sense. Well, then there's rumors about Janelle coming back, and there's rumors about Dan and Boogie's missing and blah, 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 blah. So we start thinking we're getting all-stars in season 14, right? No, we get one of the worst twists in the world. We get coaches, which whoever thought that up should be fired. I hope they were fired. I doubt it. They probably got promoted head of, head of innovation at CBS Big Brother because the ideas from that point on have been disastrous. Now, 14 introduced four players that are vets, and season 13, before that, introduced some legendary vets. Let's take a look at 13. Jeff and Jordan, Rachel and Brendan, Jeff and Jordan. Okay? Those are all people that relatively could come back for an all-star season. Okay? Had you not had them in 13, 
They could have come back. All right? You wouldn't have been overdone with them. Yes, Rachel's annoying, but she brings in great television. I'm sorry. It's true. Dick brings in great television. Right? So there you go. You got you know that Jeff and Jordan were going to be asked for an all-star season to come back. How could they not? So 13, you add in these players. And then 14, you jump the shark and you add in Dan, who many feel like is the greatest player. I don't. I have him as number three. And no, number two is not Derek. You won't get a lot. I, I, you know, I, I, I really like the way Derek played. I give Derek credit, but Derek's house, that, that cast was awful. But anyway, so Dan's is considered by some the greatest player. And then here comes Boogie. I consider Boogie a great player in seven. I think he was a fantastic player. I think he was a better player than everybody else in seven, including Will. I said it. If you want to argue, send me a message. But you also have Janelle, who many people consider that. So let's say that Boogie and Janelle weren't going to come back anyway. They're prior eight season, okay? They're, they're season six and seven. Their time's been there. So let's say that you're going to just do an all-star from eight to six, the eight, at that time, eight to 14. Well, you've already burned Jeff and Jordan. You've already burned Evil Dick. You've already burned Daniel Donato. You've already burned up Rachel, and you've already burned up Brandon. All people that would have been part of your basic all-star cast. And people argue with me, but I'm sorry, folks. Rachel, Evil Dick, and Dan are the three draws for an all-stars two. Now, we know what happened with Evil Dick. I still think Evil Dick can play. You just make the competitions, not very violent competitions where nobody can bleed. You can do trivia. You can do one, you know, competitions where they're doing timed comps. It's very, you know, you can work around the blood issue and, you know, him having H. But I, I think you can work around it. And honestly, I think it's a great story to see him come back and to, you know, play the game, maybe spread more AIDS awareness uh, on national television uh, as a person living with it. I think it's a great – I think it could be a, a workable situation for CBS and for Evil Dick. So I don't count it Evil Dick can't play. I think you just have to rearrange the competitions, okay? But your base of that whole All-Stars 2 program has been burned up and used in seasons 13 and 14. So that's where your problem is with CBS. That's where Big Brother is struggling. When you listen to Allison Groner tell you, we don't feel like we have enough All-Stars, what she's saying is I don't have enough people to replace the people that I've used. Okay, so that is the problem with All-Stars 2, and that's the fear of All-Stars 2 and why a lot of people are afraid of it, if it happens. And that's honestly why a theme from here on out that involves bets would be a better idea than All-Stars. Do it every three seasons, every four seasons, okay? Every four seasons do a theme, you know, runner-ups. Everybody who was in second place from seasons, you know, one through 18 by then, are welcome back, 1 through 17, are welcome back. You know, get another shot at it. You were so close, you tasted it. Memphis, Natalie, Scrappy Natty. You know, you've got people that would come back, and I think they would do a really good job. You look at a Danielle Reyes. I mean, it's a good list of people there, you know. A vet from season six, you know. Uh, Danielle Donato from season eight. So you've got people that would be great for a runners-up. So I wish that... I wish that CBS and Big Brother production would take a look at doing more themes and just get rid of this All-Star 2 idea. And as we, as we know, in case you've been living under rock, long story, even longer, we're not going to get All-Stars 2, folks. Not this season. But I have a theory of when we will get it. And I'll go into that a little bit later as we talk about the twist that's actually going to happen in Season 17. There were rumors that people were going to be targeted and you would go into the diary room, and the production people would have you draw a name, and that would be your target. And you would go out, and you would seek your target to go on the block, and you would seek to get that target sent home. And if you did, you got extra money. It was an awful, awful spoiler. When somebody put it out there, I think everybody immediately knew it was fake. Throw that out the window. If you thought that was going to be it, throw it out. It's not going to work. That's not it. And if it is, turn off your TV put in some old MacGyver episodes, and, and just enjoy your time with your family because it's going to be an awful season if that even did happen. The next spoiler, which I really did like, and I'm not going to count out that some of this doesn't have some truth to it, okay? 
There's a, there was a rumor that started pretty early on, early on meaning about two or three weeks ago, because I'm telling you folks, the spoiler well was dry, okay? You go on Survivor Sucks, crickets. You go on Facebook, crickets. You go on Big Brother Insider, crickets. You go on Hamster Watch, crickets. Big Brother Leaks, crickets, okay? There was nothing, nothing going on. But this one rumor develops. And the rumor was that there would be initially 14 house guests. Eh, you can kind of check that off, right? Two would be added in later. There would be some later rivals. I still think that's possible to make 16. The house would refresh at 16 for a couple of weeks. So people go out, maybe two people go out, two new people would come in out of nowhere and disrupt the house and, and play. I kind of think that might still happen. I mean, we're looking at 14 new house guests as we look at, okay? Well, it's very possible we're going to get two new people as we go. Two, two, two. Just keep on building it up until we finally we reach a couple of weeks out where they're going to start eliminating people, double evictions, maybe some triple evictions, something crazy. You know, they love their twist. But I think that's still very possible. The other one was, and I really, really like this one, was that, if you won HOH, you would get paid $5,000. If you won POV, you get paid $5,000. I love it. Listen, I hope I will go to bed tonight, put my chubby fingers together, and I will ask the Lord of Big Brother above to grant that wish because there needs to be a motivation in that house. This game has changed, folks. It's changed for the worse. Now, I know that there are people that are current watchers or new watchers or a demographic of 18 to 24. I get it. I know CBS wants you. That's why they cast good-looking people. On a side note, it's not unenjoyable to look at for men and women who are big fans of the show. But at the same time, what you have to understand is that there's a strategy game that's been going on for, gosh, 12 12. Yeah, 12, well, I'll say 13 seasons because 13 had some strategy to it. Okay? There's been a strategy game going on before old season 16 came on. Okay? There's been a strategy game going on that we all love and adore from back in, what, 2000 and season 2? That was going on in season 12 and season 11 and season 10, especially season 10. How can you not give that a big fat kiss on the mouth? Season 10. We'll skip over season nine. I act like that season never happened. Season eight, season seven, season six, season five. There was strategy, folks. It wasn't just a reality show of good-looking people trying to make it to the end to make a half a million dollars. It was a strategy game of survival. It was a social experiment. That's missing from the game. And now we have people that go in there, and they just kind of sit around and twiddle their thumbs and try to look good for TV and get a reality career out of it. And although I understand all that, we have to understand, and new viewers have to understand, there's a game to be played here. That That's what entertains us. And so I like the idea of an HOH being paid and a POV being paid, and I hope, and I think you should hope, that, and write your congressman or whoever has any power. They don't have any power. I'm just kidding. But whoever's in charge needs to understand that we need a motivational tool to get players playing and wanting to win. So I'm really actually hoping that as the game starts next week that Julie will reveal that they are going to get prize money for winning HOH and POV. I think it's great. I've always said I'd like to see the Diamond Power Veto replacing the Golden Power Veto, allowing the winner to replace the nominee that they when they take themselves down or whoever they take down can replace the nominee themselves without the HOH being involved. I've always thought that would change the game for the better. But I don't think we're going to get that. But I, I, we may get, you know, some money exchanged. And my understanding is is that if this is all true, which, is again, is highly doubtful because it's a good idea, that money can be exchanged for votes, which would be incredible. So that's what we're looking at. Now, as I said, the rumor mills dried up. Those were the two big ones that came out, the targeting one. Actually, Battle of the Sexes, I'll say three. Battle of the Sexes, which I think is still possible, Players getting paid to win competitions I think is still possible, but obviously the target one's not going to work. It's just a really dumb idea and messes up the total program. So I think we're down to two possible variations of what's going to happen this uh, next week and in this season. And when we come back, i got to take a commercial, as you all know. 
it's just, trust me, folks, it's just a minute of your time. I got to do it to keep things, keep this thing going. They want me to keep it going. I got to run commercials. Listen, we'll run commercials. When we come back, we're going to talk about the actual twist. We're going to talk about what we think about the actual twist. And we're going to talk about how we think this is going to run this year. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I think is going to happen that's going to run into All-Stars 2. I promised that a little bit early in my ramblings. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Not going anywhere. Big Brother began as a social experiment. It's genius. It became a summer phenomenon. There's always a twist. There's always a turn. Strangers living in a house cut off from the outside world. One could go crazy. 90 microphones record their every word. You never know who's listening. 76 cameras watch their every move 24-7. And that's just the beginning. Because this summer, there'll be twist after twist and twist. Expect the unexpected. TV 10 hosts Big Brother. Season premiere, CBS Wednesday, June 25th. Hey, Thirst, can I try out a few Coke summer sound effects on you? Yeah. Cool. You okay with this? Yeah. And this? Yeah. And what about this? Gotcha there, Thirst. That wasn't sound effects. That was a Coke. I'm no longer thirsty. You're so out of here. Coca-Cola, open happiness. wasn't going to be very long. I told you. You got to hang in there, folks. We got to do, usually in a show, we'll do two commercials. And quickly, you know, they're telling, uh, I'm getting a message on my phone saying that I need to tell you guys how all this works. Well, I'm going to tell you how it all works real quick, right in the middle of this, before we go on to the spoilers. Basically, how this works is every Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Now, I am not a math, I am not good at, I never did well at numbers class, Okay. I didn't do well at numbers class, so don't send me a message saying what time Pacific time. I'm not good. I'm not good with numbers, folks. All I can tell you is that it's you're going to be before 10 p.m. if you're on the other side of the world. Okay. You know what time something 10 p.m. on the Eastern Coast. Numbers people know that stuff. Just ask a friend or do it on your phone. Smartphones now I'll let you do that. Anyway, 10 p.m. Eastern. Thursday nights, after the live eviction, you're going to come onto this. I'm going to send you out a reminder on pages that you're probably chatting on. You're going to pull this up. You're going to listen to it. You're going to put it to the side. You're going to keep on chatting on Facebook, doing whatever you want to do. Because it's America, baby. You can do that. But you're going to listen to me. We're going to talk about it. When this show goes live next week, and it is live now, but when it goes live and direct and we have two nights, a premiere, awesomeness, unadulterated high-flying action next week. We're going to go live Thursday. And I want you to remember this. As you're looking at this and as you're looking at this page, as you go up on this link, there's going to be a phone number there. It's 917-889-7084. You got something to say. You don't like what I'm saying. You want to call me a name. You don't like the players. You want to call the players a name. You want to chit-chat. You want to gossip. You call that number. You're going to be on hold until I get done running my mouth. I'm going to put you on, and you're going to go live worldwide across the, across the continent, across the globe, all the way back around. You'll, you'll move faster than FedEx on roller skates. I can promise you that. Okay? You're going to be high-flying like a 747 on roller skates. You are going to slide back in. You're going to come right back around the world because that's how fast it's going to move. we got people in Australia listening. we got people in Japan listening. we got people in Canada listening. It's a real deal, folks. This goes worldwide. I mean, there is no restriction. It's the Internet. It's free, free market. So when you get on, you're going to have people all around the world listening to your opinions about Big Brother, if they're Big Brother U.S. fans and if they're listening to that show. So you're going to call in or you're going to send a message that's also very, very possible. Send us a message, chit-chat, tell me what you think. Tell me you got a question. Tell me you don't like something that happened, and we'll bring it up on air, okay? And we'll talk about it. 
Of course, we're going to have some special callers that are going to call in. We invite you to call in because you guys listening to make the show. Need to see some increase in numbers. Hope you tell your friends. Hope you tell other Big Brother fans. Hope you share the link that we send out to other pages. We would love to have this garner up a lot of attention and get some people behind us. So it's really dependent on you, and, and you calling in and you sending messages is a huge deal to make this happen. So this is live, and you will be heard live if you call in. That's my personal guarantee. So every Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Now, if we get a demand for it, if you ask for it, if you want it, we will deliver it. We will go to multiple nights. But as far as it stands right now, we're going to put our little tippy-toe in the water. We're going to test it and see what the temp is. And right now we feel like it's Thursday night at 10 p.m. once a week. It's live. By then, all, all you guys that are real big fans, you've already gotten your spoilers. The things I'm going to tell you are going to be things that are old news for you, especially when it comes to things that are going on in the house. So I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's going to hurt you. But if you want us on Sunday night, just let us know. Send us a message on Facebook, and we'll get it together, and if people want it, we'll make it happen. All right. So let's see here. What we have to talk about now is the actual spoiler that's going down. And the actual spoiler that is going down is something called the Big Brother Takeover. Now, this is basically... Where two, I I think two, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think two prior house guests from different seasons will come in and will introduce a twist into the house. Now, the confusion is, will they play? I don't know. Part of me thinks it's a great idea if you have somebody from, like, season three come in. Let's say that you have Danielle Reyes and Lisa Donahue come on, come, come on to the second week, okay? And they come in and they introduce some kind of veto twist, okay? Because that was what they had in their season, and you'll see where I'm getting at in a minute. So they're going to introduce a veto twist. I don't know that. I don't know if they get to play for that week and get to vote. And, and that rumor's been floating around. And I, you know what, guys? I'm 50-50 on it. I kind of like it, and I kind of worried about it. And I'll tell you why I like it. I like it because there's going to be two votes that are going to be outside of what big alliances are doing and whatnot. And I think Big Brother is trying to break the big alliance problem. I think they recognize it. I think we've all seen it. It is a big problem in Big Brother. And how do you tell people how to play the game? You can't. So all you can do is throw things in there that's going to throw them off of their game and try to mess up the alliances. So I think maybe what's going to happen is we're going to have two guests that are going to come in from prior seasons, and they're going to introduce a twist. And that twist that they introduce is probably going to be something relative to their season. In season three – I'm sorry, I said Daniel Reyes from season two – Season three, Daniel Reyes and Lisa Donahue, two really great players. I, I, I have Daniel Reyes as my second favorite player. I think she's the best. Next to Will, I think she's the second best player of all time. So they're going to introduce, in their season, the Golden Power Veto was introduced. I think that they're going to introduce, like, a veto twist, okay, some kind of this week it's going to be a Diamond Power Veto where the winner can name the replacement if they take somebody down, okay? But I wonder and I almost think that we might have a possibility of seeing like Lisa Donahue and Danielle Reyes play that week and maybe even vote, maybe even nominate. I mean, wouldn't that be something crazy? Maybe the two extra people that are coming in every week are the 15th and 16th player, okay? I'm not saying that's happening. I'm saying think about it. It's very possible. Now, what this does, if you tie it into them bringing in a twist from their own seasons, for instance, season three was Power Veto. Let's say that Daniel Reyes and Lisa Donahue come in and give you a veto twist, okay? Season four was Exes, okay? What if we have two people from season four come in and introduce a twist where X is released in the house, okay? Season five was DNA. Now, this is where it gets interesting. And this is what's leading me to believe that this is what's going to happen. There's a player by the name of Liz Nolan who is going to be playing in the Big Brother game this year. Okay? Blonde girl, petite, usually what they cast. And she just so happens to have a twin that she won't talk about who looks just like her, who is identical to her, and who also has her Twitter account shut down by the name of Julia Nolan. Now, if you remember in season five, there was a twin twist where we introduced twins, uh, I think it was, gosh, Andrea and somebody else, I can't remember, it doesn't matter. 
But anyway, they were swapped in and out of the house, and that was part of their twist. Now I'm wondering if maybe in the fifth week of the season that people from season five will be introduced in, and Liz's twin will be introduced into the house undoing to the rest of the house guests. Okay? See where I'm getting at? Season six is somebody related to each other in the house. There'll probably be some kind of twist that'll have that. There's a connection. I just have a weird, weird, weird feeling, folks, that every week the twist is going to be two prior house guests coming in, maybe playing for the week, and bringing a twist from their season with them. Now, I don't have that verified. I'm just saying that we have 14 house guests. we got 16 places at the table. When you look at the picture, there are 16 glasses. And we're being told that we're going to get a twist every week, and we're being told that two people from – we're going to have special guests, that's what they say – come in to do those twists every season or every week. And I think those are going to be prior vets that are going to come in. And the reason why, now stay with me, because here comes the conspiracy theory. Everybody put on your tinfoil hats. I think the reason that they're going to do this is because next year they're going to do an All-Stars. And what they want to do is reintroduce old players through this season, week to week, bringing in twists from their seasons, to get people familiar with them coming up with an All-Stars next season. Now, that might be far-fetched, but i got to be honest with you. I've been around the world twice, seen two World Fairs and a donkey show. That is the most obvious thing I can think of that's going on right now on that show. Okay? I'm not the smartest man in the, in the place. I'm not the dumbest guy in the place. But there's something about how easy this is working right now that suggests to me as a big fan that's watched the show since season two that we're going to see two prior house guests come in week to week, bring the twist from their seasons, okay, and introduce it onto the house to keep the viewers familiar. That's where we go back to current new viewers, the 18 to 24-year-olds who started two or three seasons ago that are watching the show now. And I think it's going to reintroduce those players so that when they do All-Stars next season, people will be familiar so that may be even when we vote, okay? Maybe we'll vote on the people to come back in. Maybe we'll vote on bets. We did that in seven. That will be familiar with them. And the new people that are watching the show, the new guard that comes in will be familiar with some of these older players and say, you know what, I remember Janelle coming in, or I remember, well, Janelle was in 14, but let's say Danielle Reyes. Man, I really liked her. Man, that girl knows how to play. I would love to see her back. When it comes down to voting, she's got an opportunity to come back. Because if you really hold voting right now, you're going to be up against a lot of really young people and people who are new to the show that don't know the old seasons and how good they were. And that's not an insult. That's just the truth. And they're not going to vote for players who would come in and make your season better. It's not a season that you can, you know, you don't have these vets come in. I'm telling you, some of these vets would come in and really make this season better. They do choose some bad vets at times, but listen, some of these vets would come in and really show people how to play. And I think it would help the show as it goes into the second point. So that's my view of what's going to happen. We know there's going to be a weekly twist. Now, the the real con of all this that I don't like, and shoot me a message if you agree or disagree, uh, But and you can do it on the Big Brother After Show on Facebook. That's where you need to be, folks. Go and like it. Please like it. Send me messages, talk about the show, tell me what you like, what you don't like. But I really think that that this is an opportunity for the show to almost, almost reset itself. I think the show has gone so far out there with twists. And I'm going to explain something. I think that there's two types of twists that happen in Big Brother. Some of the old fans will, re- will recognize where I'm going with this. And I know I sound like an old fogey, but I'm telling you, there's two ways that twists go in this game. And there's a difference between seasons 12 and seasons 13 through 16, okay? And nine was kind of thrown in there too. But seasons like two, well, let's say seasons three, which is a great season, seasons three through seasons, let's say seasons 10, okay, which was back to basics, maybe season eight. The twists were always social. And what I mean by that is, when you got to season four, it was the X Factor. Now, I would love to see them bring X Factor back where X's came in the house. 
you don't know what that is, they brought in a season of people that were new people, and then on the other side, they brought in their ex, ex-wives, ex-boyfriends, exes that they had problems with. And they all played in the house together, and it made for a really dramatic season. It was a fun season to watch. Season five was a season where it was DNA, where they had two people that were related that didn't know they were related on the show and found out on the show. And then they had twins that were playing, playing as one person, switching in and out. Great twist. It was a great twist. Boring season, great twist. Season six was people that had a prior relationship in the house that they were keeping secret. James Ryan and his girlfriend were in the house. They were playing as two individuals, but really they had a relationship. There was also some connections to people that were roommates. I think Janelle's roommate was on there. Season 7 was All-Stars. There's no twist there. Season 8 were people that were, it was unfinished business kind of thing, no closure. Dick and his daughter who haven't talked, evil Dick and his daughter who haven't talked in like three years are in the house together. An ex-boyfriend and a, a, a ex-boyfriend and his boyfriend are in the house together. Uh, friends that fought in the past, I don't remember what the fight was about, but they quit being friends, and it was a big ordeal to them. They got thrown in the house together. So a lot of it was like unfinished business in Season 8. Season 9 was a compatibility love twist, which was awful. But those were the social twists that really messed with players inside the game emotionally. It's like going into the house and all of a sudden an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend is there, or going into the house and finding out, that um, there's somebody in the house that's related. I mean, there were social twists that really threw you off your game, or somebody was sabotaging the game, and there was a mole. That was season 12. You know, and the mole was throwing things off. I've got to tell you guys, when it comes down to a social twist, although it sounds crazy, it makes the show better when it's a social twist like that. When you get into twists of game twisting, okay, when I call that game twist, Battle of the Block, Coup d'etat, MVP, three nominees, uh, you know, golden keys, coaches. When you get into all that crap, and I'm sorry, it is crap, you have run out of good ideas. You've run out of good social twist ideas, and now you're just saying, what we'll do to make the game fun is just screw it all up, take it from its original format, and just throw a curveball every week or every other day, at the house guests, try to throw them off their thing. And what it is is it's making up for a bad cast. It's true. Sorry, but you're making up for a bad cast. And I think that the game twists have jumped the shark. I mean, a battle of the block doesn't – I mean, do you guys realize the MVP, three-nominee MVP crap – excuse my language – but – do you realize how far-fetched that whole twist was? I mean, how beyond – I mean, who thought of that? And how does that not end up in the bottom of a trash can? I mean, really, you're telling me that four people are going to come back and coach and everybody knows that they're going to eventually come in in season 14? You really think that's a great idea? You really think a battle the block – which, by God, extended out veto and didn't allow people to work themselves off the block. You know, I mean, there was so much going on with nominations. You had an HOH, nominations, battle of the block, power of veto. You know, my God, these people didn't have any time to negotiate a deal or to talk about, hey, you know, I need to come off the block. What can I do? You know, can we make a deal? No deals could be made. I mean, you're talking about everything happening within a day of, of itself. Nobody knew who was going to be the final two to go up. I mean, come on, are you sitting in a boardroom reading this stuff and saying that it sounds good? It doesn't. It didn't work. It doesn't work. Everybody's saying they don't want to see Battle of the Block again. Thank God some people who have got it together know it. So these game twists are getting so out there that I think that it's time to kind of bring it back home. I'm hoping that what they're going to do is they're going to do an All-Stars. Let's reset the game. Let's start it over after next season of All-Stars 2. And start the game over and go back to basics and just redo it, look at new casting, new at everything. Now, we got that for right now. We're going to be doing those two. Like I said, I think that's what we're leading up to. I think we're leading to All-Stars 2. Every week I think we're going to see prior house guests from the season of that week. You know, like week five will be season five, you know, type of crap. And then these people are going to come in and introduce their twists. They're going to be re-familiarized, and then we're going to do All-Stars 2. Now, the other thing is is that, I gotta give Big Brother a little round of applause, a small one. 
and a lot of people are upset about this, but I want to I, I want to be the guy I want to be the voice of reason for a minute, and that's very rare for me, but I want to try. Usually, I like to kind of poke and prod, but I, give me a second here. I'm proud of the ability that they had to finally kind of get away from stereotyping their cast, okay? Stereo casting, type casting, whatever people call it. This season we have a transgender. Now, a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people are, you know, turned off by that. Whatever. You don't have to be in the room with that person if you don't like them. Who cares? I'm interested in it, not being a, trans, not being a transgender. I'm, I'm very happy. I'm happily married with two kids, two women. And, and that's fine if you're not. But, listen, that's not my thing, but I'm okay with other people, whatever they feel like you got to do, be you, right? But I'm really proud of, of Big Brother doing the transgender thing. Now, maybe it's, maybe it's because of Caitlyn, you know, Jenner. I, you know, I, I don't know. But, you know, hey, I think it's great. I think they've gotten away from, and let's be honest, they're looking for the typical homosexual you know, a lot of people say, quote, unquote, the angry, you know, black ladies in the house or, you know what I mean, or the football player or the strong guy or the nerd type, right? And we did get some of those, some of those type castings this season. But if you look at it, there was a lot, of, a lot of people upset that it didn't cast a lot of minorities this season. I think there's one, uh, one woman who's black in the house. And... Uh, and I think a lot of people were upset about that. They wanted a little bit more diversity. But I'm listen, I'm gonna say it I'm gonna say the truth of the matter. I don't care if that house is entirely transgender Mexicans. I, you know, Hispanics. I don't care as long as they're good players, as long as they're interesting. And that's the thing that we have to take from this. Maybe Big Brother and maybe CBS, who's been in the way of Big Brother being better, we'll talk about that as the season goes. But CBS being in the way of Big Brother being really better than it, being a better show than it has been, has typecasted this type of person, the nerd, the gay guy, the, you know, this person, the, the, the athlete, the this, okay? And what it did was it held casting to being able to only cast those people that fit in those t- stereotypes, all right? Now, when you get when you're casting a show, folks, and you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, here's a room of a, of 500 people. I have to find one gay person. I have to find two minorities. I have to find one blonde. I have to find one nerdy person. I have to find one football player type, you know, build guy, physically fit. I've got to find one person like this. I've got to find one hippie, you know, natural person to bring in. Okay, you know, follow me here. Your, your pickings get slim when you're having to look for that one special homosexual male to put on the show. Maybe, just maybe, CBS told casting, cast who's best for the show. I want you to cast who you think is going to do good on this show. No more we have to have this and no more. Now, if you look at it, you kind of can see that there are some type castings this season. So I'm not saying that they got completely away from it, but just maybe, maybe, they cast it based on who they thought would be the best people for the show. So let's give it a chance. I don't care if it was. I think you do have to. Tra- I, I think you do have to have an even number gen- gender. You have to. You have to have, you know, you know, eight guys, eight girls, seven guys, seven girls, whatever you want to do. But I think if it's a house with, you know, ten females, if they're entertaining for the show, I don't care. You know, cast me some good players. The the race and the gender and the all that stuff doesn't matter to me as a viewer. Of course, I care about those causes, and I think there you know I think that there are things in this world that need to be sorted out the right way. And you know, we do have issues in this country, but I'm not I don't want to worry about that when I'm watching Big Brother. Maybe y'all do. I just don't. I just want to watch the best people that they could cast for that show. So let's give it a shot. Maybe with the transgender player and maybe with some of the undiversity that we've seen, maybe we've just gotten the best players that they thought they found. Now, on the other end of it, a lot of people are upset about this cast looks to have some recruits. Now, we've talked about recruits, and I'm going to change my position on recruits just for a minute. Last year we talked about it, me and Miss Chicago, who you're going to meet. We talked about it last season. We talked about, gosh, you know, 
these recruits, why don't they get people who want to play the game, people who know the game, da-da-da-da-da-da. One fact that we're all going to have to accept as the season starts and as seasons go from here on out is they're always going to be recruits. It's part of the game. It's part of casting. It's part of what they do. Agents talk. Agents push people through. Hey, this guy would be good for the show. Would you like to meet with him? They go to a bar after a casting call. They don't like anybody they see, and here's a pretty girl sitting on the corner. Maybe she's, maybe she's interesting. Why don't we have her come in and do an interview? You're always going to get recruits. That Casting would not be doing their job if they did recruits. And I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to hurt a lot of feelings because a lot of people want all new people who are game, hardcore game people. Nicole was awful. Will Hauser, awful. Awful. There are people that are fans of that show that go on there and they are just piss poor awful. So let's not get crossed and realize that there are people who are fans of the show, what they call super fans, Christine, Christina from last, awful. There are fans of the show that are just not good when they get in there. And sometimes the casting people want someone who's never seen the show. They want natural reaction. They want natural drama. They want people who are surprised at the twist that week, and they want people to not realize what slop is. And they want that pure, real shock of somebody getting slop for the first time and somebody having being a have-not for the first time. You know, us fans, we get in there and we expect, okay, I'm going to be a have-not. I know what that's going to – I know that I'm going to probably sleep on the floor or sleep in a cold room, and I know that I'm going to have to eat slop, which has oatmeal in it, blah, blah, blah. They like the people that are new to this. They like people that are genuinely shocked when twists come. They're like people that double eviction, that shock look on somebody's face because they don't know what that means. They want that, and you're just going to have to accept that recruits are part of that process because recruits hardly ever see the show. And they're encouraged to watch past seasons. Let's hope that they do past season 10. Let's hope they go before season 10. Really, before season 9 would make me happy. But recruits are going to be a part of this. So when we look at this cast, we know what we've got. Two sets of twins. We've got, well, I think one has a fraternal twin, which may come into play later too, maybe the prior relative twist. Um, we got two sets of twins. One's fraternal, one's identical. We've got a transgender. Uh, we've got a, a football player. You know, we've got, I'll tell you what's interesting, though, if you look at it, and 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 I don't know if this comes into the twist of maybe a partner's twist or something, but if you notice there's a poker player, and that, that's the one thing too. Poker players are multimillionaires playing in this in this game, and I, I'm curious to see how this poker player does. I was a real big big fan of Kevin in, in season three of Canada. I really liked Kevin. He was a poker player. I don't know if a lot of people have seen Big Brother Canada, but I was I, I thought he was going to play well, but he rebuilt his poker player and screwed himself. But you know these people, you know to me. Big Brother is a lot like a big poker game, and I'll be interested to see how the poker player plays. But there's also something else there. There's a poker dealer that's in the house. And if you look at a lot of the occupations, for instance, there's a wrestler in the house. Along with the wrestler in the house is somebody who's a physical trainer in the house. There's a retail manager. There's a cashier. All right? Uh, the only weird thing is like a, a dentist and a media consultant, but a couple of college students, which is always the case. But there are some transient factors here that parallel each other where it almost looks like their occupations on many levels kind of cross. Poker dealer, poker player, retail sales, you know, manager. It's just, I don't know, there's some kind of cross there that looks very, very interesting. And the poker player and poker dealer really stick out at me. So it could be a situation where we're doing secret pairs. But I think the casting is very interesting. I think it's going, to be, it's going to be interesting how it comes down. I haven't really watched a lot of the interviews heavily. A lot of people find the cast annoying. But i got to be honest with you, the cast is annoying very often every season. So I don't know that there's going to be any surprise there that, it's, that they're going to be annoying. They always will when you first meet them. But I think it's going to be an interesting season. Like I said, I really think we come down to having some twists from prior seasons that are going to be introduced into each week to get us familiar with All-Stars, to get us familiar with past players, to see if we would be, 
maybe interested in voting for some of these guys who come in from week to week. Now, there's also a rumor that some of the cast members are still in sequester. And part of this rumor comes from, well, there's two people missing, and what if, and this is, like I said, it was just a rumor I had, or just a thought. What if people come in, they do introduce twists from their seasons, whatever, but they're not playing. What if, what if when people get voted out, new people return? And we mentioned that a little bit earlier. And there is some rumor that there is four people that are still sequestered that have not been introduced that we'll get to meet on premiere night. And they will move in, and one of them is the twin. And the rumor is, is that if, she, if Liz gets voted out, who is in the house now, casted on, on the sheet there, on their site. If she were to get voted out, then her sister Julia would come back in as a new player. I think that that's very, very possible, and I think it could throw off a lot of things. Like I said, the cons with a lot of this stuff is, like, if you have vets come in and they're going to play for the week, like we said earlier, I don't think I ever got to the con of that problem. The con with that problem is that once the players catch on to that, they're just not going to talk to the vets anymore. The vets are going to come in and introduce a twist, whatever, play for the week, and nobody's going to talk to them. They're just going to hush them out. I think it's going to be the same thing if you bring in new people. If you bring in new people, most of the house is probably going to just shut them off and put them up on the block. You can make them safe for a week, but a week is all they're going to get. So I don't know that all that works, but it's going to be an interesting season. It's going to be a fun season. And I'm interested to see who's going to come back. I'm interested to see if we're going to get Battle of the Sexes. I'm interested to see if we're going to get, you know, spoilers from every season for a week. I'm curious to see if those vets that are going to introduce those twists are going to play for the week. I'm interested to see if we're going to get new cat, new people coming in, what they call late arrivals. So it's going to be a really, really interesting season, folks. Hang in there. We're going to do another commercial. When we come back, we're going to finish up the show. I'm going to let you get out of here, and we're going to start next week on Thursday night. So hang on one second. A minute, 50 seconds is all I ask of you. I'll be right back, and then we'll be finishing up the show. Sit tight, folks. This is the Big Brother After Show. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope. It's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Don't get your feet tapping nothing, Will, folks. You're just dead. You're just dead in the soul at that point. Um, listen, want to tell you how much I appreciate you guys tuning back in. We're going to have a lot of return people that, that tuned in last season. I really do appreciate it. It makes the, it's the heart of the show. Um, I'm really, really excited about what's going to happen for Big Brother 17. I always have high hopes, but I, my expectations are going to be leveled a little bit. I feel like we haven't really had a really good season in a while. I know a lot of people think last year was great. That's your opinion. It's America. We can have it that way. It, you know, it's like Burger King, have it your way. You know, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel. But I personally don't feel like we've had a good season since season 12. 
and we're due for a really good one, and I hope that they're able to work it out this season. I hope that we get some interesting things happen. I hope whatever twist that they do do, do do. I don't know if you guys are friends, uh, uh, fans of friends, but I always laugh when I hear doo-doo. But uh, whatever they do, make happen. I hope that it's going to be the betterment of the show, that we can continue on and on and on and on, because I do love it. I wouldn't do this show if I didn't love it. We wouldn't put it together if we all didn't love it. So it's a huge part of what we do every summer, and I know it's a huge part of what you do every summer. So let's hope that this is going to be a really great season put together. Let's hope that we're going to have some really great things happen. Let's hope that we get a really great winner who strategizes and does some great things. And as remembered, you know, look, I've always told people I've ever gone on the show, the money is a big deal to me. It would change my life. But at the same time, there's a part of it about being a legend. And I think being a legend on that show is one of the coolest things you can be. Now, I don't, you know, hey, there's greater things you can be in life. I get that. I dig it. But I'm just saying being a Big Brother legend would be something that a lot of us would uh, would really love to be. So let's hope that we get a Big Brother legend this year that really shows out and does some great stuff and, and just makes things happen. I'm going to have a lot of friends join me. i got Mr. California over there in California who listens and calls in. I've got Miss Chicago who calls in from time to time and gives me a breakdown of what she thinks happened on the show. Folks, become a part of this show. Be in the blood of this show. Be in the, in the ventricles of the show. Make it happen. You could be somebody who appears every week on this thing as it grows because we're getting a huge following. And you can be a big part of it. There's other, listen, there's other shows. I've, I've heard them. And, you know what? And, and, and people say it, and I'm going to toot my own horn. This is the best after show that you're going to hear online. I'm telling you. This is the best one. I know it. I feel it. I listen to it. I get the feedback. People tell us it every season. Uh, last season when we did it, everybody said that it was a great show. So this is this is the best one out there. You don't need to listen to the other ones. <laughs> but Thursday nights, 10 o'clock Eastern, is when all this is going to start. We'll talk a little bit about spoilers. We'll talk about what's going on in the show. We're going to talk about what we think the new HOH is going to do, what happened in POV. Everything's going to be talked about on Thursday. And it's great because, like I said, that's when the live show happens. That's when all the shock happens. That's when a lot of things happen that were not expected. Or, you know, when the voting goes down, people are talking about doing certain things and then changing their mind or twisting it um, or twist or thrown in on Thursday night. So Thursday night is really the live night. We feel like that's the strongest night to do a show. So we hope that you join us. We hope that you're a part of it. Really looking forward to it, folks. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Thanks so much for talking about the rumors. Let's talk a little bit about next Thursday night, 10 p.m., where we're going to talk about the house guests as they come in, our impressions of them, our impressions of the twist, our impressions of what Julie has to say, our impressions of the house, because that's when we're going to physically be able to get a taste of it all and kind of take it in. So we'll be able to talk about that next week. We're going to get really to the meat of it next week. So I really hope everybody joins us. I hope you have a great week. Everybody get excited. We're really literally getting close. I think we're less than a week away. This is a huge, huge situation for us Big Brother fans. Folks, thanks again for joining us. I hope and and really, really am grateful that if you come back again that you'll listen. Folks, we'll see you you Thursday night, 10 o'clock. I'm still readjusting all this. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening. Big Brother After Show. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. <laughs>